Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! trade deadline has come and gone i'm wearing a hat because i'm trying to hide how much hair i am pulling out over yet another quiet trade deadline uh bulls didn't do anything literally nothing it's been that theme for a while now and it's staying that way apparently they're gonna run this thing back the rest of the year i got a lot of questions and you knew i would if they were gonna do this uh, we're going to dive into it on a special edition of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. Recording this right after the trade deadline, dropping shortly after as well. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls Benchbop member in Tennessee, Vol C.J. Watson. C.J., all was quiet on the Western Front the last three months. It stayed that way. This team did not make a single change. We'll see if anything happens in the buyout market, but that's three deadlines in a row with complete silence. Yeah, it sucks, uh, you know, but uh, I guess we just got to, you know, put our faith and see what the, the reasoning is behind all this and, and try to try to figure it out and just, you know, just hope for the best. <laughs> I would love to know the reason. I would love to. I, I don't understand how you go three trade deadlines without moving a player. Has that ever happened? Like, I don't know. I don't know, if, <laughs> I don't know if anything like this has happened where they're just stuck on continuity I don't know if we'll hear from AK at all. Probably not while we record this, but we will definitely be. I got a lot of questions. And before I get way too far ahead of myself, I do have an ad read I have to do from our sponsor, Bet Online. It's playoff time. The usual suspects are heading to championship. Our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade, Bet Online is the number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online and join today to get into all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Also, don't forget we have an official t shirt of our show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Stand, exclusively at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff you can get at the Believe Shop, like this hat I'm wearing right now. You can get this at the Believe Store. Plenty of other great stuff. You support our program, though, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Stand, shop.believe.com. Links in my social media bios. It feels like Jordan and Pippen are the only ones that can save this organization right now. Stuck <laughs> in the muck uh, to quote, the great, I believe this would have been Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, this was when Aaron, Sor- when Aaron Sorkin was still doing West Wing, right? No, it was just after. When they bring in the new vice president in a triumph of the middling and a nod to mediocrity and with Gord rising, the Chicago Bulls did nothing at the trade deadline. And they're comfortable with exactly that, being average and mediocre. That's what this says when you go three deadlines in a row, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, to me, it also says, you know, uh, we're not really trying to improve this roster. We know what we got. Um, like Booch said, uh, they believe they have enough. And I think once you hear players say that, uh, I think the front office hears that also. And maybe they think the same thing. Uh, just a lot of things that's happened to the Bulls this year, injuries, uh, some drama, trade drama, but nothing's happened. So like you said, uh, something is definitely surprising to see them not make a move. Um, so we only can uh, hope for and hope for the best and see what that reasoning is and why they didn't make any moves. Enough for what is my response to Booch? I don't enough know. For what? <laughs> I, I just... 
<laughs> are they stuck on the fact that the Heat did what they did last year coming out of the play-in tournament? Is that their hope? Maybe I mean, I don't know. that's got to be what they're banking on. And Maybe. I don't want to speak for AK out of turn. I don't know. You don't know what he, what his way of thinking is, but I, I'd love to know because yeah. I, at the very least, at the bare minimum, I thought Andre Drummond was going to get traded. You bring in like a singular second round pick or something. He's yeah. staying put. Demar on the expiring contract. You got to give him an extension. It sounds like those talks stalled. He's staying put and he sounds confident and he put it in very Demar terms about where the extension is. More on that in a second. Alex Caruso could have gotten you multiple firsts from the sounds of it. He didn't go anywhere because he was deemed untouchable. Continuity is back, and it's the same team as last year. So you're looking at, are you going to back into the play-in again? Is this really what you want? I thought they were supposed to stay competitive. You got to be competitive in the first place to do that, though. So I don't, I've got a lot of frustration is yeah, kind of yeah. how I'm feeling. right, And I feel like the, I'm looking at, I've got Twitter open on the side of my screen here. The fan base is very frustrated. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they are, and uh, maybe they overvalued, you know, you know, uh, some of the some of the guys uh, on their roster. Maybe they're asking for too much. I mean, we don't really know those those conversations or those asks, but maybe that's the reason they didn't make any 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 moves. So uh, I think that's good. That could be also one way to look at it. I'm not sure. There's a problem when you do that though too much. Like you, I thought maybe they'd get to deadline day. You got to bring the asking price down because this team needs a shakeup. Yeah, the fact it's one thing to be the same team if you're a top three seed in the East. You're the same team and you're a nine seed yeah. in the East. That's not, I, I'm all for the idea of, okay, maybe keep these guys together and figure it out. We, we said that last year, like, okay, second year in a row now, you didn't do anything, keep it together, see if you can write the ship. Right. You're in year three without right. a move. There is no excuse to not just say, okay, we didn't get this right. I know this isn't a very good draft class. And maybe that has something to do with it. This draft class isn't considered a quote-unquote good class or a deep right. class. Yeah, Maybe that has something to do with it, but if that's the case, why are you overvaluing guys? Like, it just feels horribly mismanaged. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so, too. Uh, I don't know what the front office is doing. Like I said, uh, I just I, I can only kind of really just go off the, the plays, what they're doing, and, and the moves they're not making. And obviously, they're not making any moves. They think the roster is good enough, which we all know isn't. And uh, we don't know what the future holds. We know that they have to kind of rebuild this, uh, this roster to make it better uh, for the future of the organization. I thought maybe the Zach injury and the Zach surgery would maybe get some urgency. Like, well, our number supposedly number one guy is down for the year. We've got a couple trade pieces that we can put together, maybe get a pack, make a trade package together for see what we can get. I thought maybe that would change things. Clearly didn't. Um, our tourist corner show is going to meet with reporters uh, within the hour here on Thursday. We will probably be done by then. That means we will have reaction to that for you after the weekend, unless he starts talking while we're going. The fact that he's talking is a very good sign. I was worried when they stayed quiet. Maybe he wouldn't right. say anything. I, I, he's got to have a lot of questions to answer, and I, I know you know how Chicago reporters, Chicago media can get. They're not going to pull punches this time around. No, no, no. I would hate to be him, and uh, like I said, <laughs> I, I hope he uh, he has a lot of coffee that morning and uh, is, is ready to answer some brutal questions and uh, probably the same questions over and over, but you know, the people want to know why they didn't make any moves, uh, what was the issue, you know, why, who, who was on the chopping block and who wasn't. Now, I do want to put the disclaimer out there, speaking of coffee. This is just coffee. For those of you watching on the video, there is nothing else in this besides cream. I promise <laughs> you. It's not that bad yet. I've got some interviews to do. <laughs> but maybe it might be a bourbon night after this for you, boy. But it's <laughs> it's been that type of season. And now yeah. with, 
we can quit talking about trade rumors in the deadline and kind of talk about what's next. And the conversation now begins with DeMar DeRozan. Due for an extension. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent, which scares me. He's been in talks about an extension. They kind of fell off. And now they've got to start again at the end of the year. Now that he's staying put, he put this in a very DeMar kind of way. When he was asked about the extension talks, he said, and I'm quoting, it's kind of like with your spouse. It's like what we need to do to work on this baby. All right, let's figure this thing out. You want me. I want you. The love is there. First of all, that is hilarious. Right. The way he put it. (laughs) But there's also a point to what he said. Like it's going to be a two way street, but it sounds like there's a chance. Yeah. There's a middle ground. You got to make it happen now if that's your goal. I, de- I definitely think so, too, especially with the Zach injury. Lamar uh, is taking his team and putting him on his shoulders. Obviously, he's an aging superstar, but I'm sure he has a number in mind that he wants and uh, the Bulls have a number in mind they want. So I think it's just the two parties just coming together and meeting at, at one number. And then, you know, hopefully the years match up and hopefully it's not uh, crippling for the franchise uh, going forward. Now, I don't want to, like, put you in a spot here to get you in trouble, but as a <laughs> hopelessly single guy, I'm going to ask you this. Is he right with that description? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's how, that's how you know, contracts work and uh, negotiations work. And I think that's how you got to look at it as far as, you know, I guess business. Because we all know business uh, or basketball is a business, and that's the number one thing. So it has to work for both parties. And as long as it does, and everyone's happy. Because I didn't want to speak for you when I was talking about that. It's kind of like your spouse. Because I'm like, I am next Wednesday, it's going to be me and a bottle of wine. So like, I'm yeah. not the guy to talk to about that. <laughs> so. yeah, marriage marriage is, is, uh, is different, man. It's uh, definitely a uh, two way shirt. You gotta, you gotta work together. <laughs> Can't be I a, got a long, long <laughs> way to go on this scent for that. But right. that it, that's going to be the big discussion point is what happens with Damar. the The worst case scenario. I've said this the last two shows. I'm going to say it for a third straight show. Cause apparently saying doing the same thing three times in a row is what this team does. So I'm going to yeah. do the same thing. You cannot, under any circumstances, let DeMar DeRozan walk for nothing in unrestricted right. free agency. It has to be a sign-and-trade or bring him back. There, You cannot just let him go anywhere. So I'm really interested now to see what happens with this. I think he's going to wind up getting the extension. Yeah. Just don't overpay, please. Right. Yeah, I think I definitely think he's going to get an extension, especially the way he's playing. And uh, as long as he finishes uh, this, this half the season off, uh, on a good note, which I'm sure he will. Um, uh, they'll definitely give him the contract extension because, I mean, at this point, uh, who else do you have to to rely on besides him? Um, so I definitely think he'll get it. Yeah, and I think with the overpaying part, I have not looked at the salary cap situation. They, I think, I want to say I saw this from Shams. They finalized the numbers of what, like, what the cap number is, what the apron is, all that legal mumbo jumbo, everything like that. That some stuff goes over my head even, but with where the bulls are in relation to the luxury tax, the salary cap, that's obviously a factor because the, I think part of the reason they didn't make moves like this is because they are $1.7 million under the tax and the Reinstorfs aren't going into the tax. Yeah. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's just a, that's a fact that it's not changing. So right. that's probably part of the reason nothing happened, but it's now turning to, do you get a guy for cheap on the buyout market? I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, is going to hit the buyout market here. Right. Do you go after a guy like that? Do you bring back a guy like Robin Lopez, if not for the fact that he is a funny, funny dude? Like, and he'd be right. great in the locker room. Just at this point, I'm going for vibes. I'm not yeah, going yeah. yeah, I don't think their team's going to get that much better. And there's no, no one on that, on the probably buyout market who's going to make them, you know, 
move up three or four spots in the in the ranking. So I definitely think they just kind of finish the season out on the best note they can, you know, uh, continue the, the continuity thing and uh, keep getting better. Um, just stay positive and hopefully, you know, it's uh, something for to build on next year. I hope the players are staying positive because your boy definitely is. Like, I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm. We know you're, the, you're all over the place right now. <laughs> I am. I am. I told you I, I, I was nice. I didn't throw my computer across the room like right. I threatened to do if they did nothing, mainly because it's, I don't want to pay for a new computer. But right. it, I, I, I'm just at a loss for words. I expected it. I said it the other day where I'm like, they're probably not going to do anything. I was just really hoping I'd be wrong about that. Right. And they, they actually did it. They did right, nothing. Yeah. I, can't, I just can't wrap my head around it that it's been three deadlines in a row. Yeah, that they didn't do anything. I think I think they really wanted to move Zach, but you know, obviously with all the injuries and stuff like that, they they couldn't could make that happen. But I think that was right. their number one. That was their number one goal and their number one trade bait that they want to to kind of you know, know walk away from, but just couldn't happen because of the injuries. Shout out to my guy Elias Schuster from Bleacher Nation Bulls for these numbers. It has been 893 days since <laughs> the Bulls made a trade, including a player. It has been 1,050 days. Since they made an in-season trade. That is unacceptable. And I cannot. There are people wanting Gar Pax back. Yeah. After this headline. That's hey, I, how I bad it's got. I see here in Vegas. I'll, 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 let, I'll let everybody know. I'll tell them that people want him back. <laughs> tell. It also, it, it, if Gar wants to come on the show, he's more than welcome, by the way. Right. <laughs> like, he is. I will. I got plenty of questions. I think I've got. Actually, I think I got more questions for AK at this point. And I was one of the biggest critics. Right. that last regime but you got people wanting those guys back in charge because there's it's one thing to go for continuity it's another thing that feels like downright stubbornness yeah, yeah at this point that's just what it feels like to me from the outside it just feels like stubbornness yeah, yeah it's kind of it's kind of weird like i said uh, knowing how much this team needs to improve and, and get back to you know the championship uh mentality is uh kind of frustrating too just uh, as a former player uh, just to see that them not making any moves and not wanting to better better the roster or just go into a rebuild. Like, you got to do one or the other. If you're not trying to get better, you're just staying stagnant and uh, being complacent, I feel like. Well, and the Bulls aren't the only fan base, aren't the only team that has a fan base unhappy they didn't do anything at the deadline because uh, Lakers didn't make a move either. And that's more surprising because you got a guy named LeBron James there and you got to keep him happy. I was surprised at how quiet the Lakers were. I thought they would. Again, kind of like the Bulls. I thought at the very minimum they'd make a minor move or yeah something like that, and they they did the, they did as much as the Bulls did, a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. A lot of injuries over there. Uh, you know, people who probably they wanted to trade or maybe were trade pieces uh, were injured, and you can't really trade uh, someone who's injured. So uh, the next team's not going to want them. <laughs> so I definitely yeah. think I think that's the the, uh, the big reason also. So uh, a lot of injuries uh, for both teams, uh, and that's kind of why things probably didn't pan out. Yeah, that. It surprised me even with the injuries, but there were a few notable trades around the association. I want to start with a few miles up the road in Milwaukee. We have talked about the Bucks and the defense. That's why uh, Adrian Griffin didn't make it through half the season. Like, he didn't make Doc Rivers is coaching in the All Star game. To right. put it in perspective, his first win got him to coach the All Star game with the East best record. So the Bucks made a move, and I, it's really intriguing. Patrick Beverly to Milwaukee, old friend Cameron Payne, those were fun days, mm-hmm. and a 2027 second are going back to Philadelphia. I might be higher on the Patrick Beverly edition for Milwaukee than most, just because it feels like they were kind of missing that guy who's going to get in their ear and 
tell them what they're doing wrong and keep yeah. them on track, accountability, anything, any words you want to use along those lines. The defense is still good, and I think any improvement on defense is good for the Bucks at this point. But I think the intangibles are why I like this so much for Milwaukee. Yeah, I think so, too. I definitely think it's a good move. Uh, I'm not sure about uh, how much offensively he's going to help, but defensively, uh, he still has that, you know, that dog in him. Uh, not the same defensive player he once was, but he definitely, you know, is going to get out there. He's going to compete. And I think that's what you want from a player like him. And he's not afraid to speak his mind and uh, tell people what they don't want to hear. And I think that's what sometimes uh, superstars need to hear and uh, and just hold everyone accountable. I think he's going to be another voice uh, for Doc Rivers on the on the floor. So I definitely think that's going to be able to help them as a, a championship contender. Do you think they need the offensive help with, I mean, you got Dame, you got Giannis, Middleton got hurt the other night. I don't know how serious that is, but they, yeah. Bobby, I thought Bobby might get traded. He stuck around. Like you got, yeah. I feel like they've got enough playmakers on offense. Like you, you need the defense more than you would need the offense. Right. I think so. But if, uh, for me, I think he has to definitely still has to be an offensive threat out there. Um, Cause oh, sure. Even uh, you have all those names, you still got to be able to, you know, to make shots. And they're probably going to leave him wide open uh, in the playoffs when the game slows down and, and when they're doubling Dame or or Giannis. So I definitely think he has to still be able to knock that knock that three down. Oh, let me be clear. I don't want Pat Bev just standing in the corner when they're on offense right. and just let the other four guys do it. Like, no, that's right. not what I'm saying. But he doesn't need to be like your volume scorer. Yeah, yeah. Knock down yeah, a yeah. shot here and there. He's yeah, yeah. going to make his money on the defensive end, and I think. With Milwaukee chasing a championship, we saw what the defensive numbers were. It wasn't sustainable. And mm-hmm. I think Doc Rivers gets a guy now. He's familiar with him. They've got yep. a good relationship. Even last year, when Pat Bev was on the Bulls, he was praising Doc Rivers. Like yeah. this, I really, I really like that move, just given where the Bucks are. And I don't know if it's they were already a championship caliber team. I'm not sure they get over the hump in a way because right. they're already getting there. Yeah. Anyway, like they're already at that level. Now it's just you've got another option to help you, and he's going to keep those guys in check. Seeing Pat Bev and Dame work together is going to be a fun dynamic, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be crazy from all the drama they used to have and from the bubble and stuff like that. So it's going to be fun. Like I said, it's uh, it's always it's funny how time works and time uh works sometimes in your favor. You know, people you never thought would join forces and now they're joining forces and got to be friends and got to be teammates and work together. So it's going to be fun to see how this uh, whole dynamic works. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting for sure. One of the big winners at the deadline is uh, our guy Tibbs. The yeah. Knicks did some work at the deadline. I think that I the the Bogdanovich and Burks trade I think was a a home run. So the Knicks are getting Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks from the Pistons in exchange for Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, Quentin Grimes, old friend Ryan Archie Diacono, and two seconds. I think the Knicks, looking at that roster when it's fully healthy, man, that's fun. That's a yeah. lot of fun with these two guys coming in. Yeah, this is a typical uh, Tibbs team. They got depth now. They got shooting. They got playmaking. Uh, so this only makes them better. I definitely think uh, they're still a step behind uh, Milwaukee and Boston, but it definitely makes them better in the end. Oh, yeah. Everyone's chasing those two teams. Like, this is this is not going to be the Knicks becoming the number one seed, but this is their potentially healthy rotation for the final stretch and through the playoffs. They've got Jalen Brunson, Dante DiVincenzo, OG Ananobi, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, Boyan Bogdanovich, Josh Hart, Alec Burks, Precious Achua, and Isaiah Hartenstein. That's a really solid rotation if yeah. you're chasing Milwaukee and Boston. Oh, yeah, definitely for sure. You're going to need all those guys, especially when you're chasing uh, you know, Boston and Milwaukee because they got, you know, Boston has those wings, two wings, and 
Giannis, uh, he needs three or four people uh, after him. So it's definitely going to be uh, they're gonna, definitely going to need all those pieces to compete. Big winners with that rotation, like keeping up with Boston Milwaukee is not going to be easy. But with Tibbs, I like that. I mean, that is a very think about these guys I mentioned. I mean, Hartenstein, that's just a, he's a bad dude. Like I, yeah. tough, tough to face. I love OG Ananobi's fit in there. We said that when that trade happened a few weeks ago. I think you bring in a guy like Bogdanovich who can shoot, be that that veteran type presence. Yeah, you lose Fournier, but he was kind of kind of up and down. Yeah, I feel so. I, I think the Knicks got that much better. They got uh, basically they're that much tougher of an out now. I feel like. Yeah, I think so too. And I definitely think that's what they need more of was perimeter shooting, and all the guys that they're picking up are, are Tibbs type guys. They're hard workers. They're they want to win. Uh, they they have something to prove. Also, that's the type of coach Tibb is. Uh, he wants to. He wears his heart in the sleeve, and uh, he wants to go out there and prepare those guys. And that's what he does best: preparing the teams and, and being uh, being there defensively and offensively. And I think they need a little more offense, and that's what they got. There's hope, Bulls fans. If the Knicks can be big winners at a trade deadline, the Bulls can too. Once yeah. they, you know, pull the trigger and do something, because there's you can't win if you don't do anything. And the Knicks are proof of that. Like I think even bringing back Alec Burks, I feel like that was a move. Uh, I think Scott Perry said that on ESPN yesterday on Wednesday when he was talking about potential trades and stuff, he thought that might be an idea getting Bogdanovich in that too. I, I think they improved their shooting enough. And I think they're the fact that they're that tough and out is important in the East. Uh, speaking of tough outs, uh, we got to talk about buddy healed, buddy healed of the Sixers. That was one of the first trades to break on Thursday. Uh, it's coming from the Pacers. Pacers get Marcus Morris, Furkan Korkmaz. I think I say pronounce that and three seconds. Getting Buddy Heald for the Sixers, that A, that took them off the market for DeMar because there were rumors about that. I saw Jake Fisher and Casey Johnson tweet about that. I think Buddy Heald's fit with the Sixers is big, especially considering Joel Embiid's injury, which we don't know how long he's going to be out. Yeah, I think so too. I was watching that Philadelphia game the other day, and I can just tell, you know, throughout watching that game and they're getting killed by the Warriors, I was just like, this team is probably going to make a move. <laughs> and, you know, and uh, they yeah, definitely yeah. made a move. So I definitely think getting shooting is what they needed. And um, I think uh, – you know, and the uh, Pacers also get Doug McDermott uh, losing a shooter and getting another shooter. Doug McBucket. Getting, uh, getting another shooter is definitely what they needed to. So uh, I know the Pacers are trying to show up. They're, they're definitely going to try to outscore you. Uh, no defense being played, but I think that's the chance they're, they're trying to take right now. Yeah, I think that with where they're at, we talked about this with the Bucks when they moved on from Griff, was they're playing for the number one seed you're not going to sustain that with all offense, no defense. I think the Sixers are in a different spot because, it, again, it feels like everybody's chasing Boston and Milwaukee, at least from, like, the standings perspective. Talent, you can talk different. It's apples and oranges. But yeah, it just feels like it's a race for number three right now. Your best shot to beat Boston and Milwaukee is to outscore them. Yeah, like, yeah. That just, and then once, once you get to the other side, if you get that far to face whatever team from the West, take your chances. I feel like, but yeah. it feels like people are trying to get past Boston, Milwaukee. You've got to just score, 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 and hope they can't keep up. Yeah, that's what you want to do, especially in your own conference. You want to try to, you know, be the be the best and at least have a chance to to knock up that one or two seed. And I definitely think uh, with the moves they made, uh, the Pacers can do that, and and they have the talent right there. They match up with uh, pretty much everyone. Uh, it just depends on you know how much better the players are uh, in, in your in your spot. But I definitely think the Pacers are right up there. Yeah, I respect the hell out of them trying that. And are you sensing a trend here with some of the names I've mentioned through these trades? Cameron Payne, Patrick Beverly, Ryan Archie Diacono, uh, Dougie McBuckets, uh, all former Bulls. I think we had upward eight or nine former Bulls traded today. 
uh, that's just a fun stat I saw. I think that was that Bulldog Anderson from NBC Sports Chicago tweeted that out. Uh, that's hilarious that all these old friends are just moved. Daniel Gafford got moved around too. I think he's going to Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to Dallas. Like it's they're all moving around, and I I, I do going back to Buddy Field. I think with with what the Sixers are trying to do and keep up with everybody losing Embiid, bringing him in is going to be massive to put alongside a guy like Tobias Harris. And yeah. Maxie's still playing out of his mind like that. Yeah. I really like that. It takes some of the strain off those guys too, from a shooting perspective. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. And you, you definitely need another three point shooter. Cause that's all Buddy Hill oh, yeah. does. He's a, he's a high level three point shooter and knockdown shooter. And uh, those guys kind of needs, uh, need some, someone else to take that, that load off on them. And I think definitely he can do that. Boomer sooner. Buddy Heal, Boomer Sooner, RIP Toby Keith. Uh, one last trade that I want to point out here uh, before we start to wrap up our trade deadline special. This one's intriguing, I feel like. Gordon Hayward to the Thunder. That's a fun one. If he can yeah. stay on the court. Yeah. Got to stay on the court because I was talking to my dad about this. It's like, oh, that's going to be fun. Gordon Hayward with the Thunder. I'm like, yeah, he's got to be on the court. The best kind of ability is availability. Oh, yeah, that's, if, the, best, that's the best thing ever. <laughs> if he's on the court, Alongside Shea Gildas Alexander, Josh Giddy, yeah. those guys, Chet, yeah. that team, Oklahoma City, that is a fun, fun team to watch. And now they gave up Trey Mann, Vasilye Michich, Davis Bertans, couple draft compensation to get a guy like Gordon Hayward in there. I really like this move. But again, he's got to stay on the court. He's got to stay healthy. If he does, the Thunder are even more legit than they already were. Yeah, it's another vet presence, uh, another scoring option for them. Uh, I'm sure he might probably come off the bench, but they definitely probably That's need fine. some bench scoring. And uh, but like I said, I definitely like like that addition because it's only going to make that young team even more potent and uh, just another another vet uh, presence and a, and a voice in that locker room. As someone who covered Porter Moser for five years at Loyola, he used to quote Rick Majerus all the time and say, "Starting for high school, if you right. come off the bench and you can contribute, I am perfectly fine. If Gordon Hayward's your sixth man, I think you're doing something right." Oh, yeah, like, you're doing a lot, I, a lot of things right. <laughs> and, I, and I think also we talked about the other day with the Kalia Copper trade and with what the Sky did, the WNBA, and getting like, you know, a bunch of draft picks back and having that be an example. I, I, I want to be Nick Presti and just compile all, give me all the draft picks and then have right. that level of talent there too. The Thunder are going to be around for a while. With oh, yeah. the draft capital they got, the young talent they've got now, that team is going to be a problem for at least, say, the next five years or so. Yeah, I probably say, this, year. this is part. This is year one of that five-year window. But. Yeah, I would say more than that with all the draft picks they got and all the stuff that Sam Presti is a he's a mastermind man. You know, accomplish all those picks and then turn those picks into trades and and getting superstars like Shea. Uh, I definitely think he's they're around for for a long time. I had every intention of coming on the show and signing on as Nick Presti instead of Nick Schultz <laughs> because I was hoping they would just start getting a haul of draft picks. Right. I, value, I know this draft isn't very good, and I think that's why, to kind of like tie a bow on the discussion, we knew this wasn't going to be like a mind-blowing blockbuster trade deadline. That's kind of what the sense was. Now, again, last year, 48 hours beforehand, you did not know that Kevin Durant was going to Phoenix. Right. But it felt like it was going to be kind of quiet. This draft is not a deep, draft it doesn't have the the caliber of talent i feel like as years past there's obviously no wemby you can't that you can't use yeah. last year's draft but last year's draft you had scoot you had brandon miller any other year those guys would have been the number one pick like right it was good talent up top this year it's kind of it, there's no one that's really separated from the pack in terms of here's a can't miss player you can take it number one right it's yeah. like 
it, it's a mixed bag. So I think that coupled with the parity and the standings, am I happy the Bulls stood pat? No, but do I understand why like it was a quieter deadline around the league? Right. I do. Yeah, like you said, it makes sense. There's no really generational talent you want to really try and take a chance on or try to tank to you know to get that uh, first or second pick. And um, like you said, and a lot of the injuries, like I said, also probably put them in a at a at a at a at a stand put to maybe not make any moves. So I definitely think it's a is a a, a a character of events that made them decide. You know, this is not the right time for us to make any trades right now. Yeah, and it's it's understandable. And looking at the draft board here, the top three. This is. I use Tankathon for discussion purposes because they just list off like the best prospects based on the best fit. It's not like a, this is not a Jonathan Gavoni mock draft where there's like sourcing with scouts that you that's mentioned in here. This is kind of like a, it's a good mock in terms of where the players rank and everything. The top three players on this board are all international. That kind of yeah. shows you where this year's college class is. Jacoby Walters, the first college player off the board from Baylor. Cody Williams is good too. You also got, I love Reed Shepard at Kentucky. But none of these guys I can make a case for, like Kobe Walter, Reed Shepard, even if you go to Kyle Filipowski, I can't make a case for them to go number one. And my right, yeah. international knowledge is next to nothing. Right, yeah. And I know you got Ron Holland with the G League Ignite. Anyone from the G League Ignite is going to be all right. But yeah. it's like I'm, I'm a college guy. Yeah. This year's college slate is not great from a draft pick standpoint. So when you, when I say I want draft picks, you also don't want to get too many picks for a a down draft right if you're risking wasting the pick you know what i mean yeah. it's a tough yeah. Down. yeah yeah for sure and like you said none of these players are really jumping off the board i feel like they're all kind of on the same same level you can just take anyone uh when you want and they're all probably you know give you the same impact but i definitely think those are all factors to why the bulls didn't make a uh any trades this, this trade deadline i feel like i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth when i say that but i'm also like i want it if you can get just a bunch of draft capital, the more draft picks, the better. It's more chances you have to hit. And that shows your trust in your development staff. Like yeah. it's clear if you wanted a couple firsts for Caruso, why didn't it? I don't know. I got so many thoughts. AK is just about <laughs> yeah. to meet with the media as we're about to sign off here. We will have reaction to that for our show on Tuesday, which we will record on Monday. I'm going to be tuned into that live to see what he says. Because, as I said, a lot of questions, not sure there's enough answers, and we can now shift our focus to, all right, let's start. We I don't want to start, quote-unquote, standings watching necessarily, <laughs> but we can start paying attention now to seating. And, right. all right, you're clearly all in on this group. Go make a run, I guess. Yeah, you, you have to at this point. This is a team you, uh, you're taking the chance with and you're sticking with, and Got to make the best out of it, and you know, and uh, get that contract situation done with tomorrow, or get a sign and trade done. So that's the only thing you have. The only options you really have on the table right now. The good thing this year, and I know I just said it's a down draft. You have a first round pick this year. Last year you only did if it was I think top fourteen protected from the Blazers, and that didn't happen because they tore it all down. You got a first round pick this year, so I'm not worried. I'm not worried so much about tanking. At this point, if you're going to go all in for the play in with this group, if you can catch lightning in a bottle, fine. Right. Don't be prepared to face the music, yeah, I yeah. guess, is my thing. And I'm hoping AK is prepared to face the music here in his press conference today. 
yeah, we've got to get you. We got to get you in the next session to ask him some. Uh, Ooh, some you don't want me in there. You don't want me in there. You don't want me in there right now. I will. I I will stick to college football, college basketball, in my comfort zone where I'm not putting my fandom on display um, as I do on here. I'm. I report this as a fan. Right. I am. This is if I'm in that room. Ooh, Boy, I would be good, huh? <laughs> I would not want to get my credential pulled for asking a question that our tourist doesn't like. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, w- I would be I would be risking that. Uh, right. but again, AK Media the Media shortly will have reaction for that after the weekend. We're gonna wrap up today's special edition of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by betonline.ag. Big game coming up this weekend. By the way, before we go, who you got? San Francisco, Kansas City. I got City. the Chiefs. Chiefs by seven Ooh. at least. Woo! Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes, man. I'm taking the yeah. Chiefs. I'm not putting a number on it. I'm just going to bet on the Chiefs to win. And like, don't bet against Taylor Swift either. <laughs> oh, I'll never bet against Taylor Swift. Oh, that, there's, that is a special power with Travis yeah, Kelsey yeah. and Taylor Swift there. Like, that is – like, I, I will not bet against Kansas City. But yeah. – that's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun one. Big game this weekend. Also buy our shirt, Gordon Pippen 98 the last dance shop.believe.com. You can also buy this hat on there. Uh, again, that's gonna tie to today's episode of Believe in Bulls, Believe Network presented by Bet Online. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. I will be calmed down by then. Promise. Maybe. Uh, we'll see everybody then. We're gonna start looking at the next half of the year with the same roster. Hooray. See everybody then. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.